If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. I'm Zach Bruner. With me, as always, is Jake Osman. How's it going, Jake? Oh, we're feeling good. We're feeling alive because it's the second to last episode of season five. It rhymed. <laughs> and it not, to ju- not to surprise you guys, but it surprised us too. <laughs> That's right. Our, uh, by the way, our season five playlist is looking great. <laughs> we're adding three more songs onto it, which also means we doubled it this week, That's just in true. time for season six, which yeah. might be a new playlist. Hey, who knows? Maybe we both add three next week for the finale. <laughs> a 12 song playlist. Could hey, you imagine? A playlist. That's, an, that's a full album. <laughs> that is a full album. And you know what, Zach, speaking of that finale, it is going to be coming to y'all next week, a little bit different time, right, Zach? That's what we think we landed on. Yes. So if you remember last year, we ended our season the week before the Super Bowl. So we gave our Super Bowl predictions and then just didn't show up for a month, essentially, which was weird. (laughs) We understand that Um, because we come back. We can't be like, hey, we predicted this or even really talk about the Super Bowl at all because it happened a month ago at that point. So what we will be doing this time, uh, we've been recording on Mondays. However, Monday, I am going to be at a Minnesota wild game. So the timing's going to be weird. We have decided we are going to record Tuesday, a special Valentine's episode for Ooh. all of you lovebirds out there. Uh, so we will record it Tuesday. It will probably then go live Tuesday night. So it'll still be a Tuesday show, just not published at the morning in the morning, like you're used to. So if you usually listen to it Wednesday or whatever, it'll be all good. Forget about it. Have a date night with yourself. Listen to us. That sounds romantic to me. Pop a couple bottles of wine. Enjoy yourself. It'll be a great show. Maybe. Hold on. Walk me through this. Next week. Yep. This is our third to last episode, right? I have no idea. Oh, you're right. Everything you just heard. Move back we'll cut, we'll, we will cut this exact segment out and we'll start next show with it. Wait, but is the wild game next Monday or is it the, it's the Monday after the Super Bowl? Yeah, sure is. <laughs> Wait, so is everything going to be at the normal time? Next week? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, God. Okay, sounds good. Hey, you know what? <laughs> that have we mentioned we're an award-nominated podcast <laughs> <laughs> we are dangerously close to finding out if we want another award by the way season six we might be an award-winning podcast and speaking of podcasts that should be award-winning before we start the show zach i want to give an honorable mention to two podcasts one mine 
the Playing Catch-Up podcast. We're about to drop three episodes. Uh, one of them in which where we <laughs> talk about uh, quarterbacks in the NFL, we talk about my dad felt very passionate about NFL making their roster sizes bigger because he thought it was a travesty that Brock Purdy season ended the way it did. And we got, <laughs> okay. we should have had more reserves, but also had a lot of thoughts on where Tom Brady's going to go, which I thought was funny because hearing my dad muse out if, if he actually in his heart of hearts thought Drew Bledsoe was better than Tom Brady was awesome. Like, <laughs> okay. like putting him on the spot, he was just like, I don't know. Like, I was like, <laughs> come on, come on. You know, you know, you want to say Drew Bledsoe. Um, but so listen to that and a shout out. I'll say it. I'm, I'm not too proud to say it. The I Don't Think So podcast had their best episode ever last week. If King Tut was assassinated, is a bomb podcast. You get everything. You get Emily trying to pronounce the world's hardest names. You get her having to say the name I a lot, which was hilarious because she kept saying things like I was murdered. I <laughs> wanted to kill 200 people. It was that was great, and they didn't notice it. Um, just the whole time asking questions about Egyptian history. It's, I mean, mm -hmm. what more do you want from that show? So go listen to those. They're dangerously close to being having enough reviews to like see their rating average. So, you know, give them a bump. <laughs> yeah, go give them a five star review. Uh, give them five stars and then write an honest review or ask Egyptian questions to them in the review. That's fun too. Yeah. Uh, let them know the Flurry Sports podcast. I referred you, but that's absolutely right. Uh, if you like the chaos from us, a little bit mixed in with possibly learning about something and definitely more confusion than information, go listen to the I Don't Think So podcast because that's kind of what they bring every single week. And you can discuss and learn uh, bangers such as is mattress firm uh, just laundering money? Uh, was King Tut assassinated? Are mermaids real? Something about fucking Elk Lake, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> that still might be their best episode. That's very good. I have a special place for the DC Demon Cat just because them realizing that DC was the same letters as Demon Cat is one of my favorite moments of just them as people. Just hearing yeah. them out loud go, <gasps> do you think they know that? And I'm like, yes. Everyone's yeah. already gathered that, but you know what? Good catch. Good catch. It is. It is. Uh, but now let's get into the nitty gritty. Now that we've confused the listeners about scheduling Plugs and promoting other podcasts, <laughs> let's, let's, let's start our show. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, we're off to, we're off and running. Okay. So really quick, just for my own sanity. Three shows, including this one left of the season. And then we'll let you know what's going on from there. Because who knows? Okay. Three shows, including this one left. That playlist is going to be nice and healthy sized. <laughs> yeah. Just like the lead the Eagles had all game. Yeah, that was tough. Let's talk about these conference championship games. Um, I think the biggest thing people predicted and felt confident about heading into those two games was these are going to be really close games. They're going to be competitive. Like we actually had four good teams that really matched up well. And 
The 49ers-Eagles game obviously kicked everything off, and that went downhill very, very quickly. Um, 49ers, obviously, the storyline of their seasons that they've caught fire with their third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy. He got hurt immediately. Josh Johnson's still alive and well, possibly playing on his 16th NFL team. It's I'm not that might not even be an exaggeration. 14, 14 Jesus. Um, and then he got hurt. He got two would smacked his head on the turf and left the earth essentially. And then Brock Purdy came back in, but couldn't throw the ball. And then weirdly enough, that meant the Eagles just played 10 people in the box and stopped the run. Uh, not much to say there. But uh, what's your thoughts about the game? It was just hard to watch, I felt like. Uh, it was hard to watch. I think my thoughts on the game were I, – I don't – I will say I was on record last week. I thought the Eagles could blow this game out anyway just because I was right. interested in how they were going to keep up. The way it was going, I, I – it's hard to watch and not have a feeling of like, man, that could have been fun. Like mm-hmm. it was going to be close. Like the 49ers were eating clock. McCaffrey looked awesome. Like even without a quarterback, he's unbelievable. Debo Samuels, maybe the hardest player to like scheme against in the league still, just the way Mm -hmm. they use him. Um, So I think it just sucked because it was, you know, it wasn't really even a game. Like when an injury like that happens, it's like, oh, we're just not even competitive. No. so that was a bummer and, for me. And what the only thing that bothered me about the game, I would say, because I mean, at, at some point, you know, what the fuck are you going to do? It's a blowout. Who cares? It is what it is uh, because obviously they were starting a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball. But I think it was like halftime. I felt like the 49ers gave up but personally. Like if you know Brock Purdy can't throw the football past five yards and clearly the Eagles knew that as well. Why wouldn't you put Christian McCaffrey or anybody else at quarterback? Just because, like, the 49ers run game so lethal already, anyways, and then you just add another blocker to the mix. I mm. I don't know why Shanahan wouldn't do that, and it felt like he was just giving up to me. My here's the thing. I think to your point, this never gets called out, and it's a good call out. This is the downside to not having someone like a Staley, a coach, and I can't believe I'm making that argument here, <laughs> but um, there, when you're down by that much, fundamentals hold you back because what they were expecting in that game is we run the ball, we play simple, and if the Eagles suddenly make a ton of mistakes, we're in it. Like we won't – because that's the risk is like in Staley's of the world that they'd put McCaffrey in a quarterback, they'd never punt – because you need four downs. Um, you know, they're faking stuff. They would do all of that. The Dan Campbells of the world. Um, but you risk getting blown out by 60 instead of 20. Right. But even even if, like, you're playing conservative, like, let's see if they respect the pass or whatever with Brock Purdy at first. After Christian McCaffrey gets hit by area at the line of scrimmage and breaks five tackles to run for a touchdown... At that point, I'm like, oh, we need to make sure he touches the ball every play so he's my quarterback. Like, that's what I would do. 
to your point, I because you don't want to mess around. I mean, that's the reason you don't want to mess around and fumble. And now you're down by another score. But I don't know why you're not doing everything's reverse, every bootleg. Um, to me, that seems like what you have to do there. So I'm with you on it. It to that point, though, I think the Eagles still win this game. Like I, they're really, really good. That's my one bummer. Is like I think yeah. the the Eagles. <laughs> feel like they didn't even win that game like it feels like a second bye especially well, the second game is so good which we're going to talk about in a second there's i usually hate this take but i find it really hard to argue against it now at this point then i feel like the eagles had the easiest road to the super bowl we've ever seen i'm not sure if you can argue against that no i mean god you're right and weirdly, I don't think it's a bad time to make that take because it wasn't poor competition. It was just circumstances. Like, they, yeah. you know, the, like you happen to have the flukiest. This, I don't, this is very sports takey and a very Packer fan take. You know, like maybe the worst three seed of all time. Like the Vikings are, mm -hmm. everyone thought they were a sham. They lose. Cool. You get a divisional matchup against a team you are very, very well matched against. Like, terrible matchup for the Giants. You whoop them. Mm -hmm. Then you should have had to duke it out with the 49ers and you play nobody because their third string quarterback is hurt. Um, yeah. You know? So, I, I, to that point, like between the Giants and the hurt Niners, it's hard to argue against it. Well, also, Nick Bosa got cleated immediately yes. in the beginning of the game. So, like, he couldn't move very well. Like, how I don't, everything went wrong. It was unbelievable how everything could possibly go wrong for the 49ers all at once. It everything was, went wrong. My one thing is, to your point, it doesn't seem like it'll be an easy Super Bowl for the Eagles. So no one will remember the road there. It, like, who yeah. knows? There was a chance. There was a chance based on how hurt the Bengals and uh, Chiefs looked going into the game. I'm like, they're going to have to play uh, a no Patrick Mahomes, no Travis Kelsey Chiefs. <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Uh and it doesn't look like we're heading that direction now, thank goodness, but that might wash it away. To that point, what what did you think of this game in the AFC? I thought it was as advertised. I thought it was pretty damn good. Before we get to that, Jake, I have a song about the NFC Championship. It's Ooh, been a long go. time since I have uh produced a song for the show and it is sort of a uh little teaser for your your a uh your pod or playlist contributions, I think, at the end yeah, as well. Yeah. So this is a parody from a, a song off the new album from Quinn 92. Uh, so let's, so I had to create my own karaoke version, by the way. That was a interesting process. But here we go. Trey is at home. Jimmy is gone. You're not the QB. Debo is back. Kittle's on crack. Christian McCaffrey. Don't mess up, you'll rise to fame. Got the best weapons in the game. All I ask when you play is please. Don't fuck up now, Brock Purdy. 
Just do your best, Jimmy G. Throw it to the open guy. You're not hard to find. Begging you, please. Don't fuck up now, Brock Purdy. Don't ask who's left at QB. Grab the point of the line. Josh Johnson time. You screwed the team. How did you fuck up this spot? Purdy. So yeah, Brock Purdy. <laughs> what was that? Those high notes, my dude. They're tough. They, they're up there. They're, they're up. tough. They're a little <laughs> out of your range, my man. Yeah. I think so, yeah. But you dragged them back down, you know? I liked it. They're yeah. They're dead. Um, yeah, Brock Purdy fucked up. He didn't see the guy coming right out. I don't care that he tore his UCL. Do better. Like, I, I don't understand. People are feeling bad for Brock Purdy. Oh, whoops. He accidentally threw it directly into a defensive lineman. Okay. Yeah. And then they had to turn to Josh Johnson, which that's their fault. But Josh Johnson's on the team, I think. You're telling me that couldn't have been Mr. December? No kidding. Could you imagine? Oh, Blake Bortles comes in. You're telling me that couldn't have been Sam Bradford? Get a little Eagles revenge tour going on? True. They should have just been cycling through backup quarterbacks just uh just to pump up the team essentially for the next game. It could have been yeah. Could have been Donovan McNabb, actually. I think Shanahan has a connection with him. Can I give you a take that I know isn't right? <laughs> sure. I think I have no respect for roster limit rules. I don't know why when a quarterback goes down, any free, like Andrew Luck should have been able to drive up in halftime, Space Jam style, <laughs> Bill Murray, and walk onto the field. Um, like, anyone yeah. who's not, like, what are we doing? It's a game. Let him fucking play, <laughs> you know? I guess. I don't know. Well, then that mean- one game contract and the other team can do it too. You don't want them to sign Andrew Luck. You sign Andrew Luck capitalism, baby. During the game though, you'd have to sign Andrew Luck. Like yeah. they're negotiating a halftime. Yeah, it's a halftime show. It's like uh, when we did that historical hysterical on the first professional football player and it was a bidding war. True. Um, I guess. I mean, there's certainly logistics that are wrong about that, but I think it would be more fun. Maybe it's a rule just for the conference championship game and Super Bowl. All I'm saying is you're telling me Charlie Whitehurst in attendance, we can't let him throw a couple. <laughs> no kidding. Alex Smith, he gave so much for the fucking franchise. Let him go in there. That's one legacy guy. The An emergency goalie. That's all I'm talking about. That's one guy that either team could use. And it's always <laughs> Alex Smith. <laughs> it's a- it's on you if he gets hurt. Or one again. of the McCowns. I'd allow, I'd allow <laughs> one of the McCowns who's ever closest or Alex. I like the idea of you don't know which McCown it is, though. It's like a you got a blind pull from a bag or something. Is it Luke I, or is it Josh? I think we get a wheel that has a bunch of quarterbacks on it that are of <laughs> this ilk. Chad Pennington, you know, and you get in there. No. Terry's He's ready to go. I, I do like that. Uh, but yeah, nothing else to say about the NFC Championship, in my opinion. AFC Championship, I thought it was a good game. Um, I got nervous beforehand 
yeah. just hearing a lot of like the Travis Kelsey news, like my whole, my biggest worry was just that he would get knocked out and not essentially play in the game. Cause I'm like, I don't want to see the chiefs play without Travis Kelsey. Cause that's like, not only is it not the chiefs at that point, but it's just not fun yeah. uh, as shown by Travis Kelsey's post game speech. Travis Kelsey's a very fun person. So I'm glad that happened. Um, weird that Joe Burrow kept getting hit. Uh, I can't believe that happened. I, I, I It was just a very predictable game, I feel like. Except I feel like Joe Burrow did make... A, I mean, this is sports talky. Joe Burrow made uncharacteristic mistakes that we don't usually see him do. Uh, but that happens when you get hit by fucking Chris Jones over and over and over. I think it also happens when... Like, look at the tape of them playing the Chiefs. It's always a shootout. So, like, I think it played into their hands a little bit that, like, we talked about, like, as scary as Burrow and Chase and Higgins are, like, and the fucking rest of them, like, your strength is your really balanced team. Mm -hmm. And I thought a lot sooner than they needed to, they went away from the run. For sure. They, They didn't even really attempt to run the football. No, and when they did, it worked. I, I don't know. That weirded me out. Kansas City's got a, a terrible rush defense. Um, so I, I don't know. I thought that was weird to me. Um, also, I mean, my thing late is I, I thought it was a really good game. And l- listen, I know it's his thing. Some of those shuttle passes by Mahomes have to be pick sixes to a D tackle. They just have to be like no one paid attention to him, but that on the last drive they scored kept them alive. They had a shuttle packs that set up their next third down conversion. Like it's dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, And I'm obviously like, they're great. They're really, really good. Uh, It was all worth it to see. One of their old linemen get a flag, and we got the classic Andy Reid head point. <laughs> We've all boy. seen it. We've all <laughs> seen a coach do that. Oh, that was so funny because usually it's like a coach screaming or like throwing mm-hmm. something down. That's the first time I saw something that I was like, oh, I've been there. I've <laughs> like the use your head, been there a million times. Like, it's like, oh, no. I'll say this right now before I say anything else. I'm a hypocrite. What you going to do? Because Matt LaFleur did <laughs> that. Great t-shirt. Great t-shirt. <laughs> maybe even the title of the yeah. show. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but like Matt LaFleur obviously did that with Quay Walker in that last day. Yeah. Our last game. And it's like fucking Matt LaFleur is the biggest high school football coach of all time. Like yeah. he's trying to get the crowd pumped up. He's like, you got to think. You got to use your mind. But then Andy Reid does it. I'm like, oh, Big Red's got a point. Like you got to think. And if Andy Reid just stares at you silently. Like, it's intimidating because you don't want to let him down. Andy Reid's just a guy you want to work hard for. So when he says think, it makes you pause and stop for a second and be like, you know what? I will think, Andy. You're right. You're yeah, a very good coach. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was good. I think by the end of it, I really wanted the Chiefs to win. So I did the entire time, but... I don't know At why. At first, I here's the thing. I w- really got into the fact that somehow, like, listen, you go on TikTok, 
The ladies love Burrow. <laughs> I, I totally get it. If my girlfriend Claire's listening to the show, it's the only football it's, player she knows anything about. Um, me too. Everyone yeah. I, me too. I love Joe Burrow. Hey, I love Joe Burrow. Totally get it. The Chiefs fucking hate him, and I love it. Like, I was Man. so in on – and I've been telling people that. I'm like, like, listen, other football players got to fucking hate that guy. Like, just oh, – yeah. Oh, and so I was all in on like him winning and not giving us the Kelsey Bowl was suddenly like really appealing to me of like, mm-hmm. oh, what are you going to talk about on your podcast now? I was all over it, <laughs> like Arrowhead cries. I, I was I was in on it. And then by the end, I was like, no, I, I really want it. And it's going to be great. Yeah. I, I think this is the matchup we want. I think, am I wrong in saying that this is like going to be a highly, highly watched Super Bowl? Um, you're not wrong. Maybe that's I, I dumb, think it will be. Who doesn't watch the Super Bowl? But, you know. Well, I mean, there's last year, Ram, Rams, Bengals, I think a lot of people would say it's just not very interesting. Yeah. In terms of like matchup, there's the 49ers one. That one wasn't very interesting. 49ers, yeah. Rams, or not 49ers, Rams, 49ers, whoever they played the last time. Um, but in a lot of the Patriots ones, honestly, it just didn't get super interesting after a while too. Um, this is both number one seeds. So it's yep. like teams that have been playing super well. There's a lot of stars, uh, storylines fucking all over. And I do honestly think, uh, the Kelsey brothers make it better. Like, I think people are invested in it solely because of those two as well. Yes. Almost to the point where I'm like, I think the Andy Reid thing's the more interesting part to me, but I do me love too. the drama of the Kelsey Bowl. And I might be wrong. I might be wrong on this, but I think I'm very close if it's not correct. If it's not correct, I should be. Andy Reid is the all-time leading wins for the Eagles. I think he might be one win away for the Chiefs. And if that's the case, that's incredible. That one, like he could take that with a win over the former team. I'm not sure if I'm right, but if I'm not, let's pretend that's the case because that's a fun <laughs> that's story. Right. Line. Um, and my whole thing is, I mean, just to get into the nuts and bolts of it, to talk about the Super Bowl, I, I'm i all in on the Eagles. Like, I know that's the, like, stereotypical pick and we've talked about. I, I need Jason Kelsey's speech. Uh, yeah. So I'm in on that. I also, on that end of it, for drama, I I don't want Reed to beat the Eagles. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I do. What's your opinion of Nick Sirianni? Um, I don't think of him much. Like, I, good really? coach. Okay. Like, him as a person, I think, like, I... He to me cut out a coach and put him on the field. Like yelly guy. Well, I, I disagree, I think. Go I yeah, maybe. He he's I think pe- he's really hated on the internet. He is unbelievably cocky and I think he's just a typical Philadelphia guy. And I think I like it. I I like him as a coach like regardless, but it, like this new sort of persona that he's taking on. I think I like it. So he's I love Andy Reid. Away seven. Well, if you squint, it looks like a one. Um, but 
the second including postseason because he's got postseason ones too. Um, that's what I was wondering. It it very well could not be including postseason, in which case I bet it is one. Um, but Andy Reid might be my favorite football coach of all time. He's up there. So I really like him. I don't really like Mahomes. Like I really don't like the Chiefs players that much other than Travis Kelsey and some of the linemen. So like Eagles, I like their players a lot more. Yeah. I think Jason Kelsey is going to retire regardless. So I think it would be cool if he retires on top. To your point, the speech is going to be insane. Um, and I don't need to yeah. see Travis's speech because I can just watch old WWE clips. <laughs> so two, good. Two brothers. So good. I, that made me laugh. The fact that like Jason wins and he gives this like eloquent WWE like speech where he's like uh-huh. clearly imitating it and Jason <laughs> yeah. wins and he's just quoting people. Like he's not making up new stuff. He's just jamming no. rock quotes in regardless yeah. if they make sense. Yeah. For people who didn't watch it, go back and watch Travis Kelsey's post game speech. He called the mayor of Cincinnati a jabroni and then he quoted the beastie boys, <laughs> which is better. He, uh, he wooed the party. three times. He <laughs> Yeah, he told the mayor of Cincinnati before he called him a jabroni to know your role and shut your mouth and mm-hmm. said it. There's a clip. He says it in the same cadence as The Rock. Like you could time them up next to each yeah. other. So I don't know. It's just funny because I could see that dynamic growing up of Jason. Like I'm going to write out this careful speech. And Travis is like, I get the idea. And then just screams what he just heard like uh-huh. out loud, um, which oh, it's so funny to me. But yeah, I mean, to your point, um, Andy Reid to me is a much more likable coach, but I almost think some of that is like, like we talked about on the show, somehow still underrated. Right, right. And if he loses this, I think he'll be very underrated. Yeah, I think I think it would hurt. I um, also for the sake of drama, I think. Cause I'm a big like legacy and I like this part of sports talk a lot. I think another win makes the Eagles franchise seem like really good all of a sudden. Cause they have a couple championships in a short span and I'm here for the conversation of should the chiefs panic <laughs> after they barely won one Super Bowl, despite clearly being the best team in the league for about a decade. Um, if, I'm if- so down. If they win the Super Bowl, though, the Chiefs, it, do you start calling this a dynasty? Oh, I don't know. That goes into, talk about my least favorite <laughs> sports talk thing. I will answer your question. But to the baseball point, the, the, the Astros just had that, your team, the Houston Astros. They uh, long, yeah. Yeah, they won this year, and they hadn't won since 2017. But they've won, um, or 2016, but they won uh, – all of the they were in all of the al championship series in between so everyone was like is that like if it's two and five no 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 it has to be two and four and i'm out on numbers and ratios like no you can't make me so i i don't know i plead the fifth i you know what if we have to ask no (laughs) (laughs) okay that's my thought you know fair enough fair enough um i think yes but that's fine Oh, <laughs> um, 
anything else to really say about this game? Mahomes clearly re-injured his ankle two weeks off. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. The only other thing to say is I I think there's a real concern of like how the Bengals team is constructed. Like I I know that's a boring nanny take, but like mm-hmm. you've got a lot of pieces that eventually you're going to have to pay to keep that you're underpaying and you have consistently rolled the dice on not reinforcing your offensive line. And yeah, it, I know injuries made it worse. Like I Bengals fans are going to be screaming. I know you were missing people and it's going to bite you in the ass. And eventually mm-hmm. you're going to make choices like we can't keep T Higgins or we can't keep some of our defensive players. And that's how it starts, you know? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what ends up happening there this off season, because I can tell you they're for sure going to try to get uh long-term extensions done for sure with Burrow. Like if they can get Burrow done before uh, Lamar Jackson, before yeah. Justin Herbert, before all of these other ones, they want these other teams to be the next highest paid. Like if they can sign a Mahomes like contract for Burrow, um, if you remember a few years ago, Mahomes yeah. signed a half billion contract, which gave them it was like ten years, five hundred million or so, which gives them enough room to manipulate the cap and like move money around to sign other people long term. So if Burrow's locked down for ten years, which they should do, it, they'd be stupid not to then that's when they can actually re-sign Higgins and Jamar Chase and not absolutely kill themselves. So that would be smart. Will that happen? Probably not because it's Cincinnati is what it is. Other thing that we should. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, this is a bad guy. Take, I know it's a bad guy. Take (laughs) if I'm burrow, I don't take that deal. For sure. He shouldn't. He absolutely shouldn't. Uh, Like, yeah. I know this is dumb, but it's fucking Cincinnati. Don't take the deal. <laughs> you know, but it's mm-hmm. fucking Ohio. Don't do it. Get out of there. See the yeah. sun, you know, <laughs> see what the coasts have to say. You know, True. go to Detroit, play in the dome, you know. Joe Burrow with Dan Campbell would be wild. That could be, that's the matchup we need, the pairing we need. Listen, we know what we want. No, it would be awesome. Uh, your microphone cut out. Would you like to say that one more time? To the Saints? Yeah. Okay. Your microphone keeps cutting out for some reason. So. Go Burrow to the Saints. There we go. <laughs> Heard it right from his mouth that time. Um, you can tell it's good because I had to say it five times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do they need a higher... Coach O's not coaching anywhere, right? There's no way. <laughs> no, no, but bring him in, you know? Give him a shot. Yeah. Let him do something. Um, that would be good. Uh, since our show typically does uh, bring light to stuff like this, um, I think we should talk about it really quick. This is the first time in NFL history there are two black starting quarterbacks in the yeah. Super Bowl. Um. Yeah. Is Mahomes half? Or is he um, I believe so. I okay. believe he's biracial. So one and a half. No, what? No, it's just it just means more than one. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> we have two people of color in the Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. Um, I here's here's my thing on it. I sincerely think it's interesting because Jalen Hurts has about two more years of doing this before people are gonna like if Jalen Hurts has a mediocre year next year, people are gonna not want him to start. Slash like yeah. you know, they don't respect him. Like it's different. Like, I don't know. I just made some people mad, and I get it. But it's just like, like, honestly, Daniel Jones is, is still starting in the NFL. And he wouldn't be if he didn't look like Daniel Jones. True. Well, I mean, fucking Mitch Trubisky was given the start to start this year in Pittsburgh. Like, is this a... I don't uh, Jake lost his sound again. God damn it. Bring me back. One more time. Uh, One more time. He's getting heated, folks. I got too bad. I got too bad. And I know my connection's bad because my my camera's not working. I'm just staring at a blank screen of myself looking at me. So, But I'm going to say this through because it's a good point. Josh Allen couldn't get away with what he's doing if he wasn't white. I do agree with that. That is He runs into folks. He takes too many risks. Like, he throws so many picks. You think that, like, if that was, you know, Jalen Hurts, we wouldn't be like, oh, I don't know, you know? Well, I mean, fucking Jam- I mean, Jameis Winston took it to another level, I suppose. But, yeah. like, they criticized his aggressive de- and his poor decision-making when James throwing Winston picks all over the place. just Kirk Cousins. I, <laughs> I don't, oh. like... I, I hate Kirk Cousins, so I, I get it. I get it. They, we do need a list of all the people I've said are Kirk Cousins, but I I, I think James Winston is too. Um, I don't know. I think it's cool. I also just think, like, I hope we're getting to a point where none of that shit fucking matters. Like, it's like, it just <laughs> is the way it's going. And, like, what do you fucking know? Black people can play quarterback too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, Surprisingly, not every black quarterback's a runner at quarterback no. either, which is people are still figuring out Daniel Jones can run as a white guy, too. Like, it goes both ways. Like, you right. you don't fit the mold. What are you doing? No. Yeah, right. And by the way, Warren Moon, we remember you. You had to go to Canada for this shit. We remember. You put in the work, Warren. Edmonton and Eskimo, I think. At a boy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, I that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good that's a good spotlight, Zach. I like that. Okay. Are you still black? Or is your screen still not there? Well, I'm here, but I my camera is just me looking very thoughtful. Am I not there? No, I can see you. Here's the thing. I've got you and I've got me talking and moving, but in the corner, I have like my little image like to the left. Oh, okay. And that's frozen. Okay. I mean, okay. We'll just roll with it. So we're fine. We're We're moving and grooving. Leave this in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bit of behind the scenes. Headphones, Um, listeners. (laughs) Let's talk about... Okay, so that was the NFL. People who care about the NFL, let let us know if if there's any NFL shit you want us to talk about next week. Uh, Send your questions in 
to Hannah Bruner at Elk Mountain School District, and we'll get right to those. But let's talk about the Royal Rumble, which happened a day before those games, Jake. Saturday night, uh, I believe, I, the most watched Royal Rumble and highest rated Royal Rumble of all time, um, beating out last year, according to Michael Cole, by like 50%. So I think it absolutely crushed. Uh, so, and that's what he said on McAfee today, not what he said on the broadcast, which yeah. is numbers we should maybe not pay attention to. Uh, but what's your overall thoughts of the Royal Rumble? I tuned in and out of it. I missed a couple matches, I think, but overall, uh, I thought it was a decent uh, show. What's your thoughts? Um, I really liked it. I you're silenced again. I'm back. There you are. <laughs> silenced can't hear you yeah there you are okay i don't oh <laughs> what i was doing oh you're hitting the cord or something in the cord yeah well that'll do it that'll do it <laughs> let was... us know what, what your thoughts on the royal rumble were jake i liked it you and i both watched it uh with our girlfriends respectively so To watch it with me uh i'm moving my cord so it doesn't happen again maybe that'll help here's the thing i really liked it i'm just gonna jump right into it i i loved it uh i thought it was great i have heard a lot of people like with conflicting thoughts on it i one think and this is a good thing people believe it or not i think it's good that the rumble rewarded people who usually watch the product i thought that was nice i heard a lot of people complain that there weren't a lot of random spots or like like uh mm -hmm. old urns or faces that like they uh no one's seen in a while to like or the ones who went there didn't do anything and i was just like yeah yeah because they were using <laughs> the people they already have and they all got stuff to do um i and i get it i do think that next year's if he gets to do it again, Triple H that is booking it will be more fun. I think this one was like if you like follow along like I do, um, in the men's rumble, uh, the guy who lasted the longest is a triple H acquisition in, in Gunther. Um uh Cody weirdly is I mean, Vince brought him in, but was brought up and like influenced by Triple H and they have a relationship. He said Triple H is his favorite wrestler. So like that's a big I think that's a big nod. And then the women's rumble, the three finalists are all Triple H people. They were all NXT okay. people. Um and then the bloodline is his baby. So <laughs> and by the way, two matches in the middle didn't really care about them that's what i that's what i got out of it but like uh and we'll talk about those because by the way claire's favorite <laughs> the mountain dew pitch black match so yeah. uh we'll talk about it. i thought it was fun i i'm not gonna lie i haven't heard this take a lot i think the women's rumble was one of the my favorite matches i've watched in like a really long time i think because I'm big into Asuka, so her returning was great. Um, we've, I think I've mentioned it to you before, but like Piper Niven is fucking awesome. <laughs> and they were making a wrestler's dew drop. So they gave her her yeah. name back. I thought that was great. And it got, I, here's my thing people popped for the stuff that like was just good 
booking. And I'm like, that's a great sign. Um, Michelle McCool wrestling in fucking Uggs is. That was interesting. That was interesting. That was fun. Um, and then I thought the end of the women's rumble match, like I, it's what I want to see. They're fucking kicking each other out of the ring. There's like no big fake spots. They were like sweeping each other's legs. Mm-hmm. Right. each other's eyes i thought it was cool um someone i've heard someone else make this take and i'm gonna steal it because i agree with it um rumbles are always a lot of filler and no one cares about it unless you stick the ending and they stuck the ending in both rumble matches and the end of this show was as as good a wrestling moment as you'll see i'm not saying it's my favorite wrestling moment of all time but it's going to be someone's favorite wrestling moment of all time with the Sami Zayn stuff so they yeah. ended the show good and they ended each individual rumble good. So I'm like, what more do you want? Plus, in a couple months from now, we won't remember any of the shit we don't like. Like, we'll remember Brock Lesnar <laughs> going nuts and like him and Lashley are going to have a great match. Logan yeah. Paul is going to go against Seth Rollins um, after doing the. <laughs> funniest spot i've ever seen people are all over it and it's hilarious to me because they loved it they loved it and if you didn't see it they set up on either side of the ring paul and ricochet and they're on the outside on the apron and they both jump up and hit each other midair and it's hilarious because they have a little setup moment they're like you want to go yeah let's do it and i'm like why <laughs> like, what's yeah. the, like i really wanted them both to jump up and they get knocked off like I yeah. wanted like someone to like eliminate them, but it was just so funny to me. Um, so I thought that was good. Gunther was in there for an hour and I think he slapped 40 people. He's, there were only yeah, 30 people in the match. And I think he got 10 bystanders. Well, fucking Cody's peck. I thought, I honestly thought he re-injured it because it was so red and purple from getting slapped. I know. And, and um, I, I mean, I'll put it out there, like as you can probably see it in the articles I've written for Flurry Sports. Uh, Gunther's maybe my favorite wrestler ever, like just in terms really? of like okay. matches I really like. I've really like his style is what I like because I like looking at it and go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> stop hitting people that hard. Like, that's awesome to me. I think him eliminating was great. So, yeah, I obviously really, really liked it. Um, here's the other thing I want to throw out to you before we get to the specifics of dumb things like the pitch black match. Uh, what did you think of, cause I think this was the big talking point. what do you think of the bloodline stuff at the end as oh, like a casual that, watcher? That was the most fun I had the entire event. Yeah. That's cause it was just a fucking, I mean, I made it fun. Like Lindsay and I were just basically doing like mystery science theater over it the entire time probably claire um, tuned into it because she was kind of out yeah. of it and she goes oh it's a telenovela and i was like <laughs> it, it sure is you're right it's a spanish soap opera <laughs> i mean yeah yeah so i mean, it went on probably for too long for most people for me because i was just making jokes the entire time and not really caring about what happened it was fun um they beat the living piss out of kevin owens like they need to dial it back a little bit i know i thought it was great and like that's my everyone's agreeing on that and that's my argument to people is like that's the main event like they knew that's what we cared yeah. about and they like gave it 
um, the time you couldn't have, you couldn't have done anything after that. You can't do anything after that. I also like, I mean, to get into what people are talking about, it's weird because everyone loved it. And now everyone is like, Oh, but Sammy's not going to be at mania. And like, I don't know. Everyone's like, well, if Sammy works his way into Mania, it doesn't work because he's gonna have Roman's gonna have to lose to Cody and lose to Sammy, and that's no mm. fun. And here's my thing: no matter what you did on that night, I don't think it was gonna be as fun or as cool as what they did with um, that stuff at the end. Like having Sammy in the Rumble and stretching it out could have been fun, but like I think one. I don't get why people are just have him fucking win at Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Like sure. that yeah. place will go nuts. Like it will be. Yeah. Also, I'm down for like everyone's like, well, what are you gonna have Roman do? Lose before Mania? Sure. Now that fans are actually watching other shows, you could do <laughs> that. Like we weren't doing that before, and now everyone's gonna watch Chamber. So one, that's cool. Two, and I could be all wet on this. I think we're heading towards Jay versus Roman at Mania. Oh, that that's where the all of the stuff started. And like I don't I think people are so into Sammy that they're like, oh, that's where it's gotta go. And I I mean, I don't really think it's Sammy's story. Like Sammy was like along for the ride, but even in this, like Jay was a big part of it. So um, yeah. I don't know, but it's just funny to me because like it was what people wanted, and they're like, But how are you gonna do the next part good? And I'm like, just watch, man. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be good. You this story is not about Sami Zayn at all. It's no. about their it's about that family, it's about that group, and it's about Roman fucking it up. That's the part that's weird to me. It's like, don't get me wrong, huge wrestling pop 101. Guy gets turned on. Guy wins belt. It's great. Like, I love it. I know it would be a huge pop, and I know we want to see Sammy win. Um, I think it's more fun to see anyone beating Roman is great. I think Cody could win the WWE belt from anyone um, because that's all he cares about. So make that Zayn. Um, And here's my thing. If I was WWE, let can you look this up? Can you look up if uh, Money in the Bank is after WrestleMania? I think it okay. is. As you look that up, here's my thing. Yeah, I July would have. 1st. What? When is it? July first. So okay, yeah. so it's after. It's right before SummerSlam. I don't know how I would do the order in, but this is what I would do. I would have Kevin Owens turn on Sami Zayn immediately. That's what they did in NXT, and I would do it again. Like, why wouldn't he? Like, he he right. got murked. Sammy turned way too late. <laughs> like, have <laughs> yeah. him help Sammy beat Roman because he couldn't do it. And then mm-hmm. turn on Sammy immediately. And then you can do Kevin versus Sammy and then Cody versus Kevin. Or Cody versus Sammy and Kevin helps Sammy lose. Like, all of that stuff is fun because that's the drama in that. And then you do something else with Roman. Either Jay or to be honest, I'd be fine with it being The Rock. But if it's not going to be The Rock, you can do that same storyline with Jay. So um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's weird. I have a lot of faith right now in WWE's booking. Um, I really want to see Brock Lesnar and Gunther, but I don't think we're going to see it for a while. I would just love to see Brock sell. 
Like I would just love to see Brock sure. take a lot of chops. <laughs> I'm not a Gunther fan. Turn man. a different color. I'm not with you on Gunther. I was cheering for oh. him to get out immediately because he bored the living hell out of me. No, like, get him scary. out of the. And every ten or twenty minutes or so, I'm like, he's still in there. Like, why is he there? He's just chilling in the corner. It, yeah, not not for me. Not for me. But also, Jake, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Where's Ray? Where's he, Ray Mysterio? I knew you were going to ask about this. He legit got hurt the night before at a live show. Oh, did he? Yeah. That yep, sucks. Yep, yep. I figured. I figured it was something like that where they were just working in. But I feel like He's there's never a, been eliminated from the Rumble. <laughs> That's big. That's big. I thought there's a couple missed opportunities that just would have been more fun for me. And I think my, like people like that. So like Ray didn't come in. So it's a 29 man rumble. So I wanted somebody yeah. random to come in at the end or something to make the 30 man or something weird to happen with that. Uh, but that was ignored. Also, someone was eliminated where they got thrown out of the ring, landed on the chair and they made a point to talk about, Oh, he didn't touch the ground. He was on the chair yeah. and then they did nothing with it. I'm like, yes. okay. And it's so that was Kofi and Kofi's thing. That was actually sad to me. So Kofi's thing is for years, he did a crazy save spot. Like one here, he jumped all the way to the um, bar- uh, barricade. He's um, like jumped up onto the top, like uh ring post before and like hid there. <laughs> um, he's just had other people catch him. So he always does stuff like that. Last year, he botched it. And he uh-huh. did this year too. The chair fell over before, uh, as they were like rolling it to the right spot, it fell. So mm. the camera angle showed that he didn't make it. So Michael Cole was trying to save it because he was supposed to make that spot. Okay. And then someone in his ear went, drop it. He didn't, you know, we're not going to okay. do it. He didn't make it. So um, I do feel bad for that because it's two years in a row. I hope next year they make it the fucking bit that he can't do it. And he's just right. petrified. Like I, I like want him to like just sit in the middle of the ring. Like he's so yeah. afraid to do anything. Um, yeah, and, and the reports are that that kind of screwed up the middle of the match. That's what I'll say about the men's rumble. To your point, um, I thought there was a lot of weird times where it didn't feel like it had a great rhythm. I in the men's match could have used some more fun. I thought it got going again once Edge came in. Well, Jake, Edge when Edge came in, great. By the way, Edge kept the streak alive. Any premium live event I watch, Edge is there. And you love it. You love to see it. If you want to talk about fun, and if you want to talk about, a, quite honestly, a motherfucking electric factory, we need to talk about Otis. And did Otis get eliminated when the camera wasn't on the ring? Is that what happened? Or did I miss it? Because Otis deserved to win that. Month. He should have won the rumble. Otis is the hero we deserve. I do think you missed it. Cause I remember it, but I don't know. Oh. He's great. Also that report came out, but he was supposed to do stuff with Kofi. And oh, really? um, so he got in and started throwing people. He was not supposed to throw, which is okay. so because that he hit the worm on Gunther, which was like not supposed to happen because Gunther was obviously like set up for big stuff. So it's right, like, sure. it was weird to take bumps from like Otis. It was just like on a different <laughs> level, but they were just like, throw me. It's not like people were running up to him, I guess, and just literally be like, okay, me like they're just running up in line. So, and that's awesome. Um, 
I will say my one thing with Triple H's booking right now, for people who are like looking to get into it, my, what gives me most hope is so many people were eager to come back, like the Bray Wyatts of the world and uh, Karrion Cross has been pushed. Like he's had to press the pause button on people that like he could do really fun things with. Otis and Chad Gable are awesome and he needs to break them up. And I mean, they had Otis's money in the bank two years ago and Vince said he didn't know what to do with it. He thought it was nice. funny and he's like, but I don't see him as a main event. I just thought it was funny for him to win. Like, so right. that crushes me because I thought we had it with Otis and we didn't get it. But I, I do think that I think part of the bloodline story that people are kind of skipping over on is I think part of the reason they're doing it this way is to get the tag to division over because missed in all of this is it's um, in the show we watched Zach uh, Jay and Sammy are technically the tag team champions because Jimmy uh, got yeah. hurt and Sammy had this tag in. So the last time the belts were defended, it was by Sammy and Jay who are now both, not with the bloodline, presumably. So I think right. the tag belts are going to be a big feature of whatever comes next. Whether they, you know, that would be kind of cool if like they strip them of them and Roman like loses belts without doing anything. That'd be kind of awesome. And then you can do tournaments on both shows. So in that, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for some of those teams. And I hope Otis, I've been saying for you, I love him. He's so great. Yeah. Um, He's electric. That dude can drink so many beers, by the way. Um, dude, he's amazing. Listen, let's shine light on, <laughs> that's a good pun, on the pitch black match. Uh, because, <laughs> listen, it's stupid. I like. I did yeah. not enjoy trying to explain this to my girlfriend. Um, I just said his <laughs> uncle. I refused to say his name was Uncle Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> it was like, Horrible it's his uncle, name. who's also his brother. Don't ask questions. <laughs> um, but... Uh, one, we had a great time. Claire figured out, I think those glow-in-the-dark things that flew out of the desk when it shattered were three-hole punches. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. She, like, was like, I've seen those, like, in our office. I think that's what those are. It's like <laughs> weird three-hole punch things. And to shine light on it, one, that's the type of match of, like, do I think this one was good? No, because it tried to have a story. But I hope Triple H, like, sure. keeps doing dumb things. Because mm -hmm. he needs some of that stuff. And to be honest, and I'm sure you like had this with Lindsay too. It was what Claire got the most into. Like she didn't have any other stuff. So she was like, we were yeah. laughing at it. But it's like, is he hitting right. him with a glow stick? Like. Yeah, it was just weird. It was just weird. They should have made um, it funnier. And they were trying to make it scary. But you can't do that when there's Mountain Dew logos <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, his makeup looked great. I wanted to just bring he out, did. cause we've said this before when we're doing our streams of like the shows, but I mean, LA Knight's over as hell. I don't think He's they're going to awesome. drop them. Uh, it's been all over the internet. I just, I think they know. And that makes me happy because triple H like say LA Knight was going to be released the week triple H took over. He was wow, told okay. backstage that he was done and it never hit the presses because of the Vince stuff. So um he's he like, hasn't collected and, a check in six months. He hasn't yeah, been on right. the payroll. So 
Um, so here's the thing. One, him as the lights turned off and he realized his pants glowed in the dark. Incredible. I didn't know I needed it, but it was so good. Like him being like, huh? Um, just <laughs> awesome. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but on SmackDown, he cut maybe my promo of the year because he came out to Bray Wyatt's oh, yeah, yeah. first music with the world's tiniest lantern. Mm-hmm. Very um, good. He's so so he's so good. And so, and I think this will be the weirdest feud for him. Like he's built right. for literally any other feud, <laughs> like where he could just talk to a normal person. And I, I mean, him and Gunther had matches in NXT. I could for sure seeing them go that direction again, um, where he faces up against Gunther. Um, I hear what you're saying about Gunther's personality, by the way, but I like from seeing him on the indies, that's his gimmick. His gimmick is that he doesn't understand why people think wrestling's fake. And I think that's okay. awesome. Like his gimmick that is, is like he chokes people out and slaps them. And my one thing is he lost a hundred pounds for Vince. Like Vince told him, oh, really? I, I won't put you in the championship picture if you look like you look. And he got shredded. Um, he used to be mm-hmm. as big as he is, but also almost 400 pounds. And I thought it made everything he did cooler because it was just a bear. Like he was just like, like people would be doing flips and shit and LA Knight would be in there talking and he's just like, smack. Like he's like, why are you <laughs> talking so much? So I think that thing could look good. But to the pitch black match, I mean, there were puppets at the fucking end. I don't know, dude. I'm so, and I like, I don't think they know where they're going with it. Like I like I don't get yeah. it, man. It's I thought they did a good job at making it kind of creepy. But like, why the logos? Like you the know? fact that it, it was sponsored by Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Like to, I I know you're talking about like all these Triple H things that happen. To me, it really felt like a Vince McMahon Royal Rumble. That's just from me. Ooh, I understand okay. they put they put they pushed Triple H people, and maybe there was an agreement between them. Everything felt Vince McMahon the entire time to me. So that's especially fair. especially this fucking match was Vince McMahon. I thought this was very Vince McMahon. Um, I think that's fair. I think um, I think what felt less Vincey to me was all of the NXT people in in some of the stuff. Sure, felt sure. Triple H, but maybe that was like you said a compromise. This felt very Vince like. Um, I'm trying to be conscious of not just calling the things I didn't like, you know, Vince, Vince, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, um, and this is one of them. I, I hope they get where they're going and it's great. Cause I love Bray Wyatt. I, I kind of teased this before the show, but here's my thing. Do cinematic matches, man. You, his thing is he's so creative and this character. So weird. It's mm-hmm. weird to make <laughs> Jason from Friday the 13th wrestle. Like that's his character and he's supposed to take bumps. Like he was taking kendo shots. Like it's a weird, you know, and he's like some possessed demon. So like do the cinematic match where it can be a movie and it's like a cool, and you can do run outs and beat downs. And then the matches are cinematic. And like, also it's a nice change of pace. Like they're worried because they'll never, they've never really done one in the um, live area like they've never done right. one with um a crowd uh also the one time they did it and it worked 
they truly let him like make fun of WWE. Like the cinematic match he did against John Cena, he's making fun of John Cena's character the whole time. So, and by the way, John Cena is a good actor. Like that's what he does now. So maybe he was part of the reason why that was the only one that worked. Uh, sure. I don't know. But all I know now is it's weird. I just hope they go the route of this is a normal. I think the puppets are going to be people. I think it's going to be a faction. And I just hope they go the creepy faction route. Like, yeah. stop doing, don't be <laughs> like supernatural. Like, just be spooky and go. Like, also be funny. Mm. Like, part of what made The Undertaker so good was it was hilarious. Like, he was right. awesome. But like, also, he just sat up, like, <laughs> and he rolled yeah. his eyes back. Like, go, like, be corny, and go. Yeah. Like, stop trying to hide it and like do all the weird stuff. I don't know. Like, I just feel like they're taking it a little too seriously. Yeah. I mm. maybe, and they're putting Mountain Dew on it, or maybe they're not taking it serious <laughs> enough. You know, that's Commit. a good point. I, I just think his character is super, super interesting, and I understand why they're confused with it. Yeah. But I almost think they should, again, it would be hard to do, but I think they should lean into the supernatural thing, but I think the yeah. only way to do it would be the cinematic matches. So they would have to do that that way. Yes, I think that'd be good. Or just like, honestly, you know what? I I just need them to tell me what he can do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. listen, I... I'm not proud, and I'll say it on this show. I'm cool with the fact that the Undertaker can't die. He's got lightning powers, and he controls the lights. I get it. I'm with it. I know what he can do. Like players you, sometimes too. <laughs> of course, was he gonna <laughs> do it all the time? He can't ever yeah. hit anyone with the lightning, and, mm -hmm. and he can only right. not die sometimes. You know. Yeah, um, that's right. So I don't know. I think you have to like tell me what's happening because I think they're being cryptic all the time. And I'm like, yeah. and they're being cryptic about the parts I don't care about. Like, <laughs> like give me some of the news. Like, like they're being cryptic with the name Uncle Howdy. Like, tell me who that is. That's yeah. not the part that's interesting. <laughs> like, stop. Right. you didn't have to make him, you know, uh, the weird part. Also, I, I mean, here's my thing. I do think it'll get better. Here's my optimism. The last three weeks, I think, have been a lot better. They, when he came back, they were like, we really want him to come back because it's October and it's extreme rules. And okay. they knew he wasn't going to do anything till the Rumble. That, you sure. know, it was too early. And also, by the way, it could have been worse. Thank God it was with LA Knight, who like made every week incredible. Yeah. You know, um, but that was the other piece right. is like LA Knight in a cinematic match would have been awesome. <laughs> like that would have been yeah. so good. Him not knowing where he is, just yeah. like, yeah, uh, is so good. Uh, no, I like it. Um, can we I'm get, yeah, go ahead, Bray Wyatt in a cinematic match against Ezekiel? Talk about another guy they don't know what to do with. Um, you gotta I find him so. first. They do have to find him. That's the kind of shit. Like, that's what I mean by taking him too serious. Like, that's awesome. Like, doing a cinematic that's match true. where it's all of the siblings of him is great. I think that's really funny. Doing a cinematic match with Cody where, like, Goldust shows up 
and suddenly True. he's wearing like makeup and things like i don't i think they like have to they're stuck on bray is a huge star so we have to both make him super spooky and make him like a contender and it's like yeah and, and to be fair i don't know how they did it with taker i don't know how they made taker a creepy ghost man who also cared about the title I don't sure. know. Like, that's hard to do. And with Taker, they did it by making him a cowboy. <laughs> like, they were like, he's a dead man, but also he's a cowboy who owns the ranch and it's a yard and he's a biker, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and he loves gold. Like, so, uh, <laughs> and he's a patriot. So, you know, um, that's also, by the way, my defense of all the Bray Wyatt stuff is like, just say the Taker stuff out loud. Like, it's all dumb. Sure. Like, just yeah. like it. It's okay. Like, you know, like, being mm -hmm. dumb doesn't mean it has to be bad. Like, he can do all this dumb stuff if they just, like, tell me what's happening. Like, right. I'm That's the true. puppets I thought were the only cool part. The puppets <laughs> really freaked me out. It was creepy, yeah. Very creepy. I wanted them to cut back to the, <laughs> the announcer's desk, and they were puppets. <laughs> the whole time. Oh, no. You know how creepy that would be? Let's do a that show where like suddenly it cuts into a cinematic thing and the crowd's puppets. That's true. Everyone's a puppet. And then Metallica Chris Benoit's plays. there. And then everyone teams up on Chris Benoit. <laughs> what a reference. What a reference. With that, Everyone's Zach, like, do we want to tie into our game today? Yes. So uh, last week, tried to play a game. Didn't work. Uh, but we are still talking about WWE. And I have a quiz for Jake. I have some old, uh, old, some kind of current uh, wrestling theme songs. And we're going to see if Jake can guess them. I have, well, I have 20 here. Let's say, let's say we play 20 seconds of it. And, yeah, yeah. and what's the number you think you have to hit you personally? I'm telling you, most of them are pretty easy. I think uh, what's the number you have to hit to win this game. Do you think 18? Uh, uh yes because i i want to get them all right okay okay we're going 20 and if I, you miss one, i think I to win 17 is three wrong i think i should get 17 okay three strikes uh but yeah some of these are going to be pretty easy and i definitely started it easy where are they here um eugene <laughs> <laughs> the the first one i have here is what inspired me to do this because it's a song from a commercial. I think it's an Akira commercial right now. And it fucking got me juice. So uh, we'll start with this one. Um, it made me realize how good of a theme song this is. Um, here we go. So that's 20 seconds. I feel like that's a good length. We'll do 20 seconds for these. Who is it, Jake? Took me, it made me nervous, but that is the NWO. Who specifically? Oh, Hulk Hogan uh, of the NWO. Hulk. Yeah. Absolutely. Coming out air guitar and did the same thing on Raw 30. Came out air guitar and then had a muted mic. That was good. First one correct. Again, I'm easing you into this. I got you. I gave you some layups. Okay. And then we'll move back to the free throw line after, but here's the next one, Jake. Oh, 
What was that? By God, it's Stone Cold. I'll wait for the music to play next time. But yeah, it's Stone Cold. That one, I don't think we need 20 seconds of. But is there a better, like, interrupter? Like, if someone's coming out to interrupt whoever is cutting a promo, is there any better theme song than his? I thought for years years. this was underrated. I love the the shrieks at the beginning of Shawn Michaels' theme. Oh, that that is pretty (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty good. I have another one that's coming up in a little bit that I do think kind of rivals it um, in two. But here's the next one, Jake. Two right so far. Here we go. Number three. That's Gold Dust, Shattered Dreams Productions, scrolling across the screen. I think an, an underrated theme. I think that song is awesome. Underrated wrestler. Honestly, the gimmick is insane. I understood why he doesn't want to keep doing it, but it's unbelievable. It's really good. <laughs> it is so good. I, I mean, I love him. I got into him when he was old. And like when like him and Cody were a team, it was so good. I love it. Okay, this is one I think could rival Stone Cold. So here's number four. I'm bad, and I'm better than ever. for making things better. Cause your opinion don't matter. This a maniac. Who's that, Jake? By the way, just quick, I'm back for making things better. What a line. I know, I know. But it's Eric Bischoff. That's a good theme to like interrupt somebody with, right? That his return pop has gotten lost to time. It's incredible. Yeah. What a good one. What a good one. Uh this next one, Jake. I'm There's gonna... another good interrupter, but knowing you, you might have picked it. So I don't know if I want to say it right now. Shane, Shane O'Mac. I had it there, and then I'm like, ugh. I, I just can't have me gushing over Shane McMahon. So Here comes I don't the money. Here we okay. go. <laughs> uh, this one, Jake, uh, it, it's a, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a faction. So you have to name the faction because back in the day, WWF, WWE kind of, mashed up some of these so here's this one so fucking good okay who are who are those two it's the Brothers of Destruction. Also, I, what a shame that wasn't the song he came out to. They must not have um, the rights anymore, but. I haven't. Yeah. I mean, that's the American badass taker, in my opinion, is Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Like, it's not Kid Rock, but whatever. That's 
good for sh- good for Kane getting the first ten seconds of that one though, because then it's just Undertaker the rest of the way there. What a wild! What a wild. There was a long time where Kane was more popular than Taker, for sure, for sure. Well, he's almost. <sighs> nah, I'm wrong. I was gonna say, did people think about him when he first came out of the scene the same way? Like in the same kind of confusion as Bray Wyatt, but I don't think so. I think people kind of thought Shane was kind of scary and unbelievably powerful. And I don't think they think that way with Bray Wyatt. No, but also the thing is like, I think they thought that when Bray Wyatt first debuted and he was just like a cult leader. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. I think now I think- we're in the realm of Kane where he took off his mask and he's a bald guy. <laughs> scary for different reasons. Yeah. Um, five for five to start this off. Now we get into the meat and potatoes, Jake. Ooh. So here we go. I love meat now. And this is uh, some of the Zach Bruner's favorites coming up here. Number six. It's Eugene, baby. You could help yourself, could you? No, what a gimmick. What a good one. Bring him back. If he ever came back, it would be so funny because no one would react to the music. And then the booze when he would reveal himself would be so funny. If he came back for a rumble spot, though, I think he'd get a pop. I do. I think some people would realize who it is. Once they see it on the screen, comes out all excited like and acts yeah. super normal. That's the only way I'll allow it. He's just a guy. Just a guy now, yeah. Because you can't see mental disability. No, no that's not the point. <laughs> Play the next song. You <laughs> True. Where's representation in our media? Yeah. That's right. Here we go. <laughs> His theme just sounds like a SmackDown theme song, but who is this? I thought that's what it was. I was like, oh, frick, I'm not going to get it. And then it screamed his catchphrase at you, and I was like, never mind. It's RVD. Great theme, though. Great, Great theme. He should have been uh, – they wanted to make him the face of the company, and he couldn't stop smoking weed. <laughs> Gets everybody. Uh Next one, near dear to my heart, went down a rabbit hole watching a bunch of his matches. Here we go. Who is it, Jim? I'm not going to lie. I might screw this one up. Ooh, okay. Who is it? Uh, it's Rikishi. Yeah. Oh, God. Scotty Too Hotty. I couldn't remember yeah. which ones it was. Okay. Rikishi, did you know? I went back and watched Rikishi's last match. It was a 3v3. Drew McIntyre went against him, 
and he is so skinny and weird looking. I know. And then he went away. It just became the world's scariest human. Um, I know. It's incredible. I uh, I love Rikishi. Um, another guy that I wish they'd like done something with. I know. I, bring him back. He can do another dance contest with his sons. True. Yeah. Might as well. By the way, he's great as the mean dad. <laughs> he did it like <laughs> once on a show. He, he can really sell it for like a guy who was the ass cloud. Like bring him in. True, true. Uh, here we go. Eight for eight so far. Number nine. Step up, bring it. Yes, Somebody gonna get the ass kicked. Somebody gonna get the wheel lit. Somebody gonna get the ass kicked. Somebody gonna get the wheel lit. Beat him up, beat him up. Break his neck, break his neck. Beat him up, break his neck. Beat him up. A theme I listen to unironically all the time. Who is it? Uh, it was on my pump-up playlist when I was in speech and debate. Uh, it's <laughs> the worst thing you've ever said. Leave that out. <laughs> it's Mark Henry's theme song. It unironically might be, to your point, it might be the one I've listened to the most. So good. It, it's on my workout playlist. Yeah, it's so good. It's <laughs> never perfect, wanted to man. kick like a gym attendant more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna get their wig splitted. It's you, towel yeah. guy. Okay, number 10. Here we go. <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. Oh, it's time to rock and roll. Oh, this time I'm in control. Oh, right now I own the streets. I got the keys to the city. That's because I get down. It's time to rock and roll. This time I'm in control. Right now I own the streets. I got the keys to the city. That's because I get down. Sometimes I wonder. I saw you thinking and gave you a few extra seconds. Who do you think it is? I don't think I'm going to get it right. I think I led myself too astray. I heard the laugh and thought it was Chavo. <laughs> not Chavo? <laughs> um, but I know it's not Chavo. So my my guess is going to be China. No, it's Trish. Trish Strat- Stratus. The laugh. The laugh. That is the that laugh. Is- Frick. Mm-hmm. One Lil wrong. Kim. Okay. Lil Kim doing the theme. It's good. This one, it's hard to hard to listen to the first part of it without or with a straight face. It's True. it's in the By the way, I am progressively like these are getting harder. Like this is a good order. Like I'm struggling more and more each one. Okay. Okay. This this next one is the one you can't listen to it with without breaking a smile here. I think I think it's easy to get though. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Another good one to interrupt somebody with. Who is uh, Unironically one of the best talkers of the 90s. That's the road dog Jesse James, the badass Billy Gunn, the new age outlaws. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 10 for 11, Jake. Moving on to... Do you know they won the WWE Tag Team titles in like 2018? Really? (laughs) They brought them back for a nostalgia run. It wasn't very good. I I could be a little late, but it's like 2014. Like, it's like right in there. Still too recent, I think. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay, number 12. Here we go. 
You're looking at the real deal now. Gonna kick this sorry ass out on the street. I've never heard it. I'm gonna really? guess. I'm gonna guess Lita. No, D'Lo Brown. Go back and watch some D'Lo Brown. Got buried. He was one of the best during that like Attitude Era. D'Lo yes. Brown's great. Yeah, forgotten about. Definitely go listen oh, to. No. It. Okay. Like, I can get one more. I'll give because I got a couple extra. I'll give you. This is not going to be an easy one though. I'm going to give you a chance to earn a point back. And this okay, is bring not. It. Not a big wrestler, or not a big, like, obvious one. But here we go. You will remember me! You know? Is that test? No. No. Any other guesses? Um, well, I need to guess. Okay, think. Who does Zach like? <laughs> uh, this is this is. I don't know how popular he was. Uh, Dan Malenko. I don't know. Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> Not very Zach. I can tell you. I <laughs> I saw Chuck Palumbo wrestle when he was part of different groups, and I. Mm-hmm, okay. Interesting. Okay, that doesn't count against you, though. Here we go. Okay. Number 13. Thanks for not counting Chuck Palumbo against me. That's why I'm like, should I include him? I'm like, no, this is too obscure. Uh, but here we go. 13. This is a famous one. That's right. Pomp and circumstance. Who came out to pomp and circumstance? Oh no! Oh, oh, it's it's um, Randy Savage. Ooh yeah, damn right it was. Has to be. Has to have to include Randy Savage. People forget pomp and circumstance. Only person who can make that work. Okay. Well, it was like Queen Elizabeth. I was like, who was Miss Elizabeth with? And then I was like, oh yes, it's. Elizabeth. By the way, you want to talk about wrestling being dramatic now? Go back and watch that shit. Ten minutes of reconciling romance. So good. Uh, I'm a little nervous about this one, Jake. You got two wrong, though. I mean, let's see if you can do this. Okay, looks confident. Completely forgot about this one until I found it. Who is it? This this one's gonna drive me nuts because three names came into mind. Ooh. Uh the three names that came to mind were first Triple H, then it was Chris Jericho. Uh, but th- then it's the one who I think it is, and it's Scott Steiner. 
No. No. No to all three. It's Taz. Yep. 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 With the 13. Yep. 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 If you run the table, I will be impressed enough to give you the win because there's one in there that's going to be tough. I'm going to be but, honest. Hey, I said if I get 17 right, I win. I've got three wrong. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Turn it up. Interesting. Turn it up. Turn it up. The most 90s theme song of all time. Who is, yeah, is that the Godfather? No, Jake. Scotty Chicotti. Yeah, there we go. Nope, I got almost, it. I got it. Count it. Almost included the Godfather, though. But no. Yeah. No, this next one, Jake. Gotta think. Gotta think about it. I think you can do it. Andy Reid. I mean, you got to pull some storylines from back in the day, I think, to get this one. But you got it. Is that Linda? Yeah, Linda McMahon. I'm impressed. Not the toughest one left, though. Oh shit! Okay, all right. There's one that's. Tough. Come this on, one's... you know you want to play Goldberg's. Throw <laughs> me a layup. Just missed. I know. Just missed it. This one, you got. You got this one. It's going to be hard for most people. I know who you know. This one. You think most people don't know that's the Bushwhackers? I, I, I yes, I believe most people don't know who the Bushwhackers. Are. <laughs> I that song played and I had to check my surroundings, make sure they were. <laughs> yeah, people, wrestling fans are not. Go watch the Bushwhackers highlights. Incredible. They had some great matches. Also, a gimmick they should bring back. If to, talk about two people you don't, I'm scared of. <laughs> For sure, one hundred percent. Um, this is another easy one. You got this one. 18. Hello, ladies. Maybe not as easy as I thought. No, I, I, I think I know who it is based on gimmick. But okay. if this is Val Venus, yep, it's Val Venus. Never saw him wrestle before my time, but I just knew yep. the gimmick. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you knew the gimmick, obvious. Now this is okay. I'm gonna skip to the last one because the one that I was supposed to play next, I think, is the hardest. This one okay. again, interesting pull. But if you know the wrestler, you know the theme song. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Oh, good. You're looking at 
nothing beats What a theme. He could return at every Rumble. (laughs) It wouldn't be enough. Oh, he's so good. Another guy who should have been the face of the company. That's Carlito. I don't know if he should have been the face of the company. I spit in the face. People who don't want to be cool. (laughs) Not that they aren't cool. They don't want to be. How many apples do you think he went through? So many. So many. Incredible. Now, here we go. The chance to run the table, get into the mind of me. It's someone I've for sure brought up on the show before. It's a deep pull. Oh, no. Okay. You got this. Early 2000s. This is the one I added to the list because I really didn't want you to get a perfect score because I thought it was very difficult. Do you have an, you. An yeah. Is that Sean O'Hare? No, this wrestler, if you think back, doesn't have a leg to stand on. Definitely had a few. Oh my God. It's fucking Zach. Oh, it's Zach Gowan. Damn it. Zach Gowan. Yep. Brock ripped his leg off and then F5 his other leg into the post. It's one of the most vivid wrestling memories I've ever him had. Throwing him down the stairs is incredible. <laughs> yeah. That one was more yeah. familiar to me than some of the other ones. Get out of oh. my way. Uh, That's interesting. You never heard Val Venus. What was the other one? D-Lo. D-Lo. Definitely go watch some D-Lo. D-Lo's Val great. Venus, D-Lo. Honestly, Ted I mean, Linda, I've never seen Linda on TV. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember the last time she would have been. Yeah, so it's like she's like out of my frame of reference. Um, the one that I feel bad on that I missed because I've seen her in like legend spots, but I totally miss Trish somehow. Trish, Trish and Lita are the two that I like feel the worst of like because I have nostalgia stuff from the 90s but didn't get into wrestling until like just after they were out. So I watched stuff before them and after them and just somehow missed those two. I was, I guess Lita for one of them. Cause I was like, he's going to throw Lita's on here and I don't know her song either. I almost did. Would you have known Stacy Keebler's song with yeah. kid rock? Okay. I almost did that one instead of Trish, but I would rather I have known that one. Um, Could have done Kelly Kelly's. Holla, holla, girls, <laughs> good to see you. So many good teams. So shout out to Henry. He wrote an article on Flurry Sports. Yeah. Um, he asked some Flurry Sports writers what their Royal Rumble or just wrestling theme would be. Um, so Jake, think really quick uh, what yours would be. What I said is I'm really big into the crowd participation. I like it when the crowd gets behind the guy. That's why I spot my heart for Jungle Boy on the AEW. Like I love, I love that. I love the crowd getting into it. So I said, jump around, like just Wisconsin sports. Like if you get the crowd into it, get the energy up. I think that's a great theme that I don't know of anybody using in wrestling. Maybe they yeah. have, but I don't remember it. 
I don't think so. All right, I've got two, but one I want I thought of because but it exists, but it but it no longer is used. When he was on the Indies, Brian Danielson, formerly Daniel Bryan, came out to final countdown and it Ooh. fucking ruled. It was so good. Easy is- like everyone screams the chorus. The rest yeah. of it, they're just banging on the sides of the barricade. It was good. Um, my two picks for the crowd sing-along, plus think of the intro if it was Hotel California. Ooh, interesting. Okay. you Because you come out to the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, like the guitar part that I yeah. just definitely didn't sing <laughs> would be really good. And then the... Dun dun on a dark desert highway is great, really good. And then biker taker <laughs> screams out <laughs> on his motorcycle. My actual pick, though, Zach, with all all the seriousness in my heart, Rawhide for Blues Brothers. That is good. I'd oh. be a cowboy gimmick. There'd be whips in the audience. Everyone's yelling, "Get along, move them up, get along, move them out," and oh. So good. There's a a line in there that's like uh uh hell bent for leather. I hold up my belt. It's great. It's so good. Everyone yells rawhide. I I ride out on a horse. It's, it's Brock Lesnar. What are you doing? If he came out to rawhide, people would lose their minds. I that that's um okay so i'm glad you and i hit on the same type of thing where it's like yeah. we need the crowd to get into it i feel like that's something a lot of flurry sports people missed on like i almost wanted to do mr Brightside just because people would sing along to it but no international harvester everybody's gonna run through a brick wall and get a little too violent can't do that uh build me a buttercup i thought about i thought that would be kind of funny but um nah, it's very good that's very good. What, rolling, rolling, rolling is very funny. Plus, I would just be cartoonishly cowboy, which I think. Oh, would, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be feeding a calf onto the <laughs> stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, shit, we got to tube it. Da, 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 da. Um, that'd be good. Other ones I thought of, um, every time we touch. Oh, Trevor said he almost did that one. That one would be good. Um I almost picked, um, <laughs> there was another one that I was like, oh, I said before the show, someone needs to count, come out to man, I feel like a woman just for yeah. bum, bum, banana, bum, bum, is great. Um, and then uh, the other one I almost picked that I, but I didn't pick it because I'm like, it's just too stereotype, but I can't believe no one's done it was um, Pretender by Foo Fighters. Oh. I was thinking about like what Foo Fighter song would be good because I mean they just got that vibe that would work. That is pretty good. Um, yeah, that. Um, oh, niche pick, but I didn't. I just think it'd be cool, but I don't think other people know the song enough to like get into it the way I want them to. No, never mind. People like this song. Do you think people would get into Five Hundred Miles by the Proclaimers? I think it would take a special type of person, but I do think when so. I wake up. <laughs> Just yeah. get a guy who's only wrestling because he's in love with someone. The ring True. announcer. <laughs> yeah, that could work, I think. Da, 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 da. Oh, what was the other one I was just thinking of? Now I can't remember. 
Any like jock jams, I think, would work though. Oh, um, this was an indie one. But here's the thing: like, if you remix the right song, it's great. I, I, I think I've sent it to you before, Zach. But Grado, the British wrestler, came out to a remix of um, Madonna's. Um, uh, oh no! Now I'm not thinking of the name. Like a prayer. Life is a mystery. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And on that note, <laughs> I would love to come out to hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> that, My loneliness <laughs> is killing me. And I, just the crowd losing their goddamn mind is yeah. good. It'd be, it'd be really fun. Fishing in the dark sack. Fishing in the dark, roll out the barrel could be okay. <laughs> roll out places. the barrel would be incredible. Alice, Alice, <laughs> who the fuck is Alice? Just hit him with all the poker tunes. Get in there. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, God, I can't remember the one I was thinking of. Damn it. Um, let us know at Flurry Sports Pod on Twitter what your wrestling theme song would be or what you think someone should uh, take as their wrestling theme because. I feel like there's some that could definitely be changed. I feel like some oh, have gotten a little generic. Um, I love it when they call me Big Papa. Ooh, because it starts be, with the uh, 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 biggie, biggie. That should biggie. be yeah. That should be like what's his name, Omos or whatever. That yeah. should be him. Well, it should have been Keith Lee when they had him. That would have been awesome. <laughs> he could dance out to it too. He was cool. Um, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Up, walk a walk up by Shakira. Why not? Needs mm-hmm. the right person, but some phenomena. <laughs> the other artist I was thinking of, and there, I, I just don't think there's the right song, but there should be is Pitbull. I need a Pitbull song in the WWE, but I don't know which one it would be. Timber. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what it Really would be. good. I think I'm going to write an article. The reason I was thinking of Rawhide was because. I started writing an article and then the the Diamondbacks didn't do it. I thought the Diamondbacks were going to trade Bumgarner and I wanted to write an article of like the talk was he was going to become someone's closer, like a relief pitcher. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. like, make him the closer and have Cowboy Madison Bumgarner's walkout song be Rawhide. Yeah. Would be would great. Be and then I want to do a list of like songs that should be walkouts, but that's just entrance themes. After like the Diaz craze last year. Yeah. That would be good though. It Especially if you good. could is there good closers that are like we know like for a fact th- this guy is really good that doesn't have like a famous walkout? Yeah, I would say that the only walkout song that people like know know is like Trevor Hoffman and Mariana Rivera both used <laughs> uh one of them used Highway to Hell and the other one used um Interstand yeah, yeah, which is great. Like one enters really in the name. One, how does no closer at final countdown? Shame. Yeah. Shame on the yeah. whole business. That <laughs> that should be one for sure. Um, I I don't know. I think it's gotta be something like that. Oh, I, I've talked about this before. Bumgarner came in as a closer, like they used him as a reliever in the World Series in 2012. Like everyone's like, he just pitched two get two days ago, he's not gonna be ready. He told the staff, he's like, I'm fucking pitching. Put me in. And there's a quote from the Royals 
pitch of like we were literally talking and we're like we've got this game we can hit any of their pitchers and then they heard the darth vader theme song and they're like we're fucked they, <laughs> they just heard bomb 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 and i'm like that's great that's that really good. good and then the world's angriest cowboy came out <laughs> to rock their socks i i think that's really good um mama funny. said knock you out should be mm, someone's for sure yeah you, that's a good article to do once baseball starts which is yeah but Next i mean week? hey I don't even know. tweet us at jacob osman one the flurry sports podcast at zach bruner at sorry forgot the most famous twitter handle out of the three of us uh at fantasy flurry what's your walk-in song mm-hmm. and, and why is it uh um it wasn't me by shaggy Ugh, mr bombastic oh, oh. <laughs> i would come out to mr bombastic Mr. Yeah. Lova Lova. Mm. Oh, Zach, we know our tag team entrance would be <laughs> the crowd starts. It's a it's a it's a small chant in one corner, Aruba in the <laughs> yeah. Jamaica. And then it, it spreads around the ring and suddenly there's beach balls in the audience, Zach. <laughs> I will say Kokomo. I need to call I need to call her out. Uh I, I love Lindsay. She couldn't remember the islands. In the places in Kokomo, and I broke it down very slowly. Like she better not forget again. This is a deal breaker. What are we Bermuda. doing here? Yeah. Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take a two. <laughs> That's come on. What are we doing? I I mean, I would love that theme. Imagine some guys kind of promo in the ring, and you've got to wait four minutes. <laughs> us and the crowd's in on that one. We have sun lotion on our nose, like we're Larry the Lobster. I'll always sunburnt makeup is that we are always sunburnt. Like just got off the beach. The sun, the eye, like sunglasses, like tan lines there. That'd be good. That'd be very good. Jake, before we get out of here, we have three new additions to the playlist on Spotify. So if you go on Spotify, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, first off, uh, give the podcast a re- review, but you can also type in flurry sports uh, season five i believe podcast yeah. um to find our what well, we're just going to be recommending three songs every single show just what we're listening to maybe an artist we're listening to someone to uh just to recommend to you so last week i added three songs uh by the astronomers a local band in wisconsin jake what three songs are you adding this week I thought of a few different bands, Zach, that I've been listening to. Uh, next time I pick, I'm definitely adding a country singer. Um, and maybe not the one I told you about. There's a, a new one that I've been listening to. Um, okay. Not Hardy. No. <laughs> no. Uh, not not Hardy, but I do like Hardy. Uh, not his new album, apparently. But uh, <laughs> Quinn, not, Quinn 92, Quinn XCII, however you know him. Uh, he his new album came out and it's awesome. It's really mm-hmm. good. I'm still figuring out which ones I like on it. You and I have been to his show. I've seen him uh twice now. Um I think he might be one of my favorite artists. Like just like I can't remember the last time I didn't like one of his albums. I get really pumped when a new one comes out. So, yeah. I've added some of his to the list. I am still going back and forth on which one's my favorite. But in terms of like, here's the songs you should listen to to see if you like Quinn. 
Um, I needed to pick one with Chelsea Cutler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. who is like his signed to the same label. She's great. By the way, Zach and I went to the concert. A lot of Chelsea Cutler fans out there. Weird. Yeah. It was. <laughs> and I didn't know she had music that wasn't with Quinn. So, um, but she's, she's off. all of their songs together are bangers. So, yeah. but I picked their new one. Cause I, I think one, it's like easy. Like it's going to be the hit off the album. It already has five million plays on Spotify, like so, or one of the mm-hmm. hits. So, um, let me down is that one. Uh, I wanted to pick something off of Change of Scenery too because it's my favorite album, and it's not everyone's favorite song. But my wife and my two dogs are is great, and I like the more upbeat stuff. So I went with that for Quinn, and mm. it's not necessarily my favorite. But if you're gonna like listen to an older Quinn banger and be like this is really good or like why isn't this i i seriously don't know why this isn't a number one hit on the radio why is stacy yeah not number one like i feel like even quinn was like i made it poppy like i made like i made You're it right. so you could play it on radio is it because it's about a blowjob i don't know <laughs> but um listen don't let that dissuade you it's great it's so good um stacy's awesome um <laughs> And I, I just think like most Quinn fans are like Stacy's good. Like it's not yeah. like it's probably a few people's favorites, but it's more like a gateway. Like I think it replaced Straight Jacket as like, here's the song you show to folks to like see if you like Quinn. I think I think it's probably his best overall song. Like in terms of just widespread liking and yeah. it, it's a it's an absolute banger. Um if you are though, I will say if you are a white girl in the Midwest, you may like straight jacket because they usually <laughs> they do. all love it. They all love <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. Check that one out as well. But yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. And this new album is really, really good. I like one quick plug. On if it. you were going to pick a slow song of his to recommend the folks that like the other side of his music, I would recommend, I am not this type of Quinn fan, but just in case you are listen to coffee. Oh, I love coffee. I know um, you do. You're the you're the other side, you know, squeaky boys. Yeah. Batter boys, <laughs> Very By the way, shout out to you, Batter Boys. Have you been to uh Eau Claire just uh opened an A and W? There are there are sriracha cheese curds there and possibly the best battered cheese curds I've ever had. So uh Don't make me cry. But yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you. Um slow Here's song. <laughs> I mean, do you consider Again, this is basically this is his big first hit, I would say, Another Day in Paradise. Do you consider that a slow song? Yep, that's slower. Like I consider like that or like um well, look how far we comes in is incredible just because I've been listening to him for so long. So yeah. maybe that's why, but that song's awesome. I consider like Notice Me that type of song. Like it's just like Ooh. him, but it's slower. I mean, Doris Terrace is incredible. But oh. by, by the way, if you feel like you haven't heard of Quinn. Uh, when we did the segment, uh, the worst that's from his song worst. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you heard that um, part at least. No, it's really good. Uh, yeah, I had a hard time picking who to listen to, but the new album is great. If I had to pick, okay, we're talking about Quinn, so might as well ask you so far new album again, it dropped Friday. <laughs> um yeah. What is your favorite so far? I went with the Chelsea one. Cause I just think that's like one just people have to listen to that one. Um, I think right now yeah. it's the lows. 
for me. The Lows is so fucking good. And the song I did earlier on the show was yeah. a parody of FOMO. Yeah. Um, man, the, the Lows is up there. I really like Black Porsche. I really yeah, like same. Bartender. When um, I saw Bartender, I thought he was going to cover T-Pain. And I, I got know. really excited. I was like, please, a song I didn't know I needed covered. That would have been incredible. Being Me is also very good. Yeah. I think that one's going to get slept on for sure. But I do like that one. But Black Porsche I, may be my favorite. I think so, too. By the way, For the Road, <laughs> By You Drank would be a great insurance song. Baby girl, <laughs> just so play over the thing. What's your name? <laughs> it would be great. Just songs that would be start out good. yelling things. Are you know that's a great wrestling theme. True, that is that's a big checkbox. If you can hit that, you pretty much got a song. Ignore everything else, but yeah. Um. So, in conclusion, two shows left. Two shows left. Just like we've always said. Yep. And you know how next week's show is going to start. Uh, same as this one did. Goodbye. Goodbye.